Welcome to the Big Presentations Podcast, where we offer encouragement and guidance to those who make big presentations in small rooms. We believe that properly focused practice and preparation result in effective communications. I'm your host, Paul Gibson. Let's get started. Welcome. We're glad that you're here for another episode of the Big Presentations podcast. Today, we have some very practical stuff for you. As always, we are going to talk about three things to remember when organizing your content. Let's get right to that core content. Organizing content is another vital element of preparing for big presentations. Your words are powerful. They support the goal that leads to an even bigger hope. You know your crowd and you have identified the audience benefit. Knowing the dangers of unfiltered content, you have considered your content and you have compiled your options. And now it's time to organize that content. As you do, here are three things to keep in mind. Goal, time, and structure. When organizing content, consider the goal. The goal is to connect the audience with your idea in ways that invite support. When organizing content, each choice should support this goal. All content should work together in guiding positive attention toward the goal. It should be smooth and connected, not random and disjointed. You are creating an easy path toward the goal. If the path leads to nowhere, you lose. If it meanders around too long, you lose. If it goes in circles and becomes accidentally redundant, you lose. If there's too much space between the points and your audience cannot make the jump, you lose. As you organize content, remember, your job is to be a reliable guide, taking the audience to the goal one step at a time. When organizing content, the second thing to keep in mind is time. How much time is allowed for your presentation? How much time do you have to lead them toward the goal? Do not assume that you have as long as you need, even if that's what they told you. While organizing content, remember, time is a valuable resource. Most meeting participants feel pressure to move on to whatever is next. Most likely, your presentation is only one item on an agenda that contains many things. It's wise to request an ideal time frame. If they refuse to provide one, ask how long the meeting lasts and how many other items are on the agenda. Then use wisdom in setting your time frame. In most situations, it will be from 5 to 15 minutes. Whatever your time frame, organize content to finish early. When you consistently respect the time limitations, you become known as a focused and responsible presenter. Organizing content, it takes time. It saves time and it respects the time allowed. The third thing to keep in mind is structure. When organizing content, pursue the best structure. With a goal and the time limit in mind, you're ready to structure that content. So you ask, where am I going to place the points so the audience members can easily follow the message? Given what you know about your audience, are you organizing content to be most effective? Perhaps you need to get to the point immediately and then support it with data. Maybe you need to explain the timeline up to the present before making proposals regarding the future. 
Perhaps you can provide contrasting realities. Here's the current situation, and here's what it could be if we make this change. You have options. That's good to know. Choose wisely. Organize content according to goal, time, and structure. We will look at each of these in more detail in future lessons. For now, remember that all content should lead to the goal. You should finish early and remember that there are options regarding the order of the elements. When organizing content, choose the best option to fit both the audience and the situation. It doesn't get a whole lot more nuts and bolts about presenting than that. And we're going to talk more about it here in just a second. But before we do that, as we always do, let's look back at some of the highlights of last week's show. Mike, what you got? Last week, we had the joy of reviewing a successful small business presentation. We touched on the elements of presentation, preparation, practice, and delivery. Britt Logan was our guest, and he shared his successful big presentation experience. This is good stuff. I mean, this episode is good for anybody who delivers big presentations in small rooms. But if you work with a small business or are a small business owner, you definitely want to check this one out. And maybe listen to it three or four times just to let it all sink in. It is that good. For sure. So if you want to get to that, you can pause this one here and go back if you want to. Otherwise, we'll be back in just a minute to talk about, well, the big things, the three things to remember when organizing your content right after this. We're so happy that you're listening to this podcast. Give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever the equivalent thumbs up is on your favorite podcasting platform. We so appreciate you. And now we're going to get back to the show. All right, we're back and we're discussing things to keep in mind when you organize your next presentation. Well, there's three things to keep in mind. The goal, the time, and the structure. All right, let's get to this thing. All right, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. So the first thing to keep in mind is the goal. Now, you're going to repeatedly hear on this podcast the importance of connecting your audience to your content. You want to make that connection and you want to do it in ways that Make it easy for people to cooperate with you, to support your idea. More specifically, you got to define the goal of your specific presentation. That's right. And there's an entire episode dedicated to this idea. It's called Defining Your Presentation Goal. And once again, if you haven't heard that one, put it on your to-do list. Make sure to save it in your podcast app. It's some really good stuff. It is. It is. So to summarize, your goal should answer the questions, what do you want, why does it matter, and what steps are required to get there. So when you've defined the goal, you've already determined which content is most important. The goal provides this focus that allows you to make wise choices regarding the other considerations. The goal is like the destination on your GPS. And in most small room presentations, the most direct path is what you want. That's what is preferred. So like here in North Texas, where I live, if a presenter gets off topic, someone might say that they went from Fort Worth to Dallas by way of Houston. <laughs> because Fort Worth to Dallas is about 30 minutes if you drive according to the shortest path. But if you go by way of Houston, which is four hours south of the DFW Metroplex, it becomes an eight hour ordeal. So having a well-defined goal is like having a specific destination to enter into your mapping application. 
That's very true. I haven't driven that path a, a number of times. That does not sound like a fun route to go. Just saying, <laughs> that GPS would be out the window. <laughs> like, no, yeah. what done. are you doing to me? <laughs> but you're right, though. When you don't necessarily have a specific goal in mind as to where you want to go, sometimes it can lead to some meandering. And I've had to edit a number of radio shows over the years, including some of my own. I'm guilty of this, too. And when you talk for a living, sometimes you talk a little too much. You get off topic with something that's interesting to you, but may not be interesting to someone else. And in radio, we try to keep things two minutes or less. If it's longer than two minutes, it needs to be really good. Like if the story takes two minutes and people are going to just be entranced by the whole thing. Great. Take the time. But most stories don't take that. You don't need it. So oftentimes I will end up cutting out huge chunks of somebody else's content because it doesn't change the destination and nobody will notice that anything is missing and it doesn't add anything but just some extra time. And speaking of time, keeping an eye on time is like the next thing that we're going to talk about because very often the meandering leads to chewing up too much time. So you can take a three minute break that maybe seems a little loose, seems a little verbose and you can chop it down to a very good one and a half minute break that feels much more beneficial to the audience that's good i like that just keeping it short and direct not meandering so when you are asked to give a presentation be sure to request a time frame be persistent but be nice nice about it because <laughs> you need this information yeah, because kind of like that trip from Dallas-Fort Worth, if they allow an hour, then you have some breathing room, unless you're dealing with rush hours, in which case that could be different. But if you want it to get done in the minimum amount of time, you got to focus. You got to make sure you have some gas in the tank and that you drive straight there. Not, ooh, look, a garage sale. That will cost you time. Yeah, yeah. And, and if they want you to take up 90 minutes, then you'll have to plan a way to wisely use that extra time. But that scenario is like, really rare right so if, if the time frame is a challenge it's almost always because of a shorter time frame not a longer one that's true now have you ever had a time frame change on a dime for you oh man yeah yeah in my nearly 30 years of experience i've been asked numerous times to be shorter than was originally you know planned or scheduled or whatever if there's a change it's almost always shorter I've only been asked to go long once or twice in all of those years. So what about you? Especially during the morning show that I help produce now, I am responsible for doing some talking during the show, but it's usually the weather and some sort of sponsorship read, which is like a live commercial. And of course, those are meant to take up a minimal amount of time because people need to know if it's raining, if it's about to be raining and what the high is going to be for today. And if it's sponsored by Ford or something. There doesn't need to be a whole lot extra added to that. And if you do, it's really noticeable because all of a sudden something that's meant to be short, sweet, and informational just feels bloated. So if I get off track, then by all means, my boss will call me and say, hey, can we uh, shorten that up a little bit? Word economy is uh, kind of a plus here. <laughs> it's like, okay, yes, I agree. And usually I know it's coming because usually I'm like, man, yeah. I just, I don't know what I just did, but that was not good. <laughs> that was too long, too long. <laughs> when you're delivering a presentation... As a general rule, it's wise to aim for ending early. Yes. Because, you know, time is precious. And because time is precious, 
It's received like a gift when you can provide more of it. And of course, the opposite, also true. If you take too long, they're going to be looking at their watches. They're going to be fidgeting around in their seats. They're going to be avoid making eye contact with you unless they're just giving you that stink eye, which just says, please shut up, which is not good. You don't want that. That will throw you quicker than anything. Just realizing that people just want you to stop. <laughs> yes, please. Oh. oh, man. So I... I have an embarrassing memory. Oh, goody. These are always great. Let's hear it. Uh, so <laughs> I was speaking at a week-long leadership camp. And as one of the leaders of the leaders, I had been challenging the other speakers to stay within a specific time frame. I've been telling them, you need to keep it like 20 minutes, 20 minutes or less. Makes sense. So when it was my turn to speak, I asked a friend of mine to cue me when I was five minutes from the time limit, so I would just make sure, just an extra measure to make sure that I wrap up in time. And then... Oh, great. You yeah. missed the cue, didn't you? I did. I did. Uh, I totally missed that cue. I was looking for it, but I didn't see it. So I just went ahead and wrapped up thinking, well, man, I must be really wrapping up earlier than I thought. It wasn't early, was it? <laughs> no, don't got it. No, I went like... 10 minutes over. Oh. And the other leaders, especially the ones who were not a fan of the time limit, were especially <laughs> frustrated with me. Right, Rightfully so. Ugh. Man, that's a rough memory. Oh, man. And, of course, time feels different when you're the one making the presentations. You can't count on that internal mental clock to be accurate because you're in the moment. You may be in the groove or you just may be really nervous. And who knows? You might even just finish way early. <laughs> you yeah. got to be careful about that, too. Some people like endorphins or something kick in when they're speaking. They love being up front. They love talking. And so even when they might be receiving that stink eye a stop, they're not seeing it because there's so much in that moment and they're having a great time. And you could just see the audience sliding further and further down in their chairs because <laughs> it's just killing, killing them. So now what I do in situations like that is I make use of a timer on my watch or my phone and there's apps that'll... You know, they'll start flashing the numbers in different colors when you reach a certain point just to kind of get your attention and make sure you know where you're at. I wish I'd used one of those during that speed. <laughs> I hear you, man. This sounds like something that would happen to me, but it didn't. So, hey, we're all good. Um <laughs> Today, we are talking about numerous concepts, and it may feel a little overwhelming. So if you would like to go deeper into each one of these concepts, you can do that by picking up the book, Big Presentations in Small Rooms. You can get that book at Amazon in multiple formats. There will be a link in the show notes for you to be able to access that information. So go there, get your copy of Big Presentations in Small Rooms. And we're taking a quick break from the show to catch up with each other and find out what has been going on this week behind the scenes. So, Mike, what have you been up to? Oh, man, this week was a lot of organizational stuff for me. So I reset my studio where I've got a, a better looking, more interesting background now um, because I'm going to be shooting a lot more video in the days to come. So that, that's one thing. Oh, and another thing is I've got a road trip coming up. All man, right. I just... 
I love road trips. I've been I've been missing being out on the road. So uh, my wife and I we're headed to El Dorado, Arkansas for the weekend, and then we'll take off from there. I don't know where we're going to go from that point, but man, I'm just I'm so excited to go to El Dorado. I'm going to be able to see some old friends that I haven't seen in ten or fifteen years. Get wow. to catch up with them, and I'll be delivering a big presentation at the church there in El Dorado. So I'm looking forward to doing that too. Nice. It'll be so much fun to hear everybody say, wow, you look so much older than you did when you were here. <laughs> oh my goodness, I do. There's there's no no escaping that reality. Speaking of which, I heard something the other day that was very depressing, um, that the median age of people in the United States is actually a year younger than I am now. <laughs> I'm like, so I'm halfway dead already. This is not oh, okay. okay. I don't like this thought, so... Does that mean you're like over the hill? Is that how median? I, I, I don't know. Let's just call it that. We'll, we'll just say. <laughs> <laughs> One foot in the grave already. So anyway, but that, that was unfortunate. But the thing that's been going on around here is aside from just kind of the normal grind is, of course, my wife is now done with teaching for the year. So she's Woo-hoo! kind of working on settling into the new groove of summer life. Then also our dad is coming to visit this Sunday. So that's he'll be right. here for about three weeks. Uh, so that ought to be a whole lot of fun to get to catch up. I haven't seen him since last summer. So it'll be good to see him again. Cause it's been a hot minute and uh, it'll be a lot of fun to have him around. And of course him get to spend some time with the grandkids. Oh yeah. That'll be so good. But I'll tell you what, man, Sarah's podcast is so good. Oh, he just you. keeps kicking out great stuff there. So I, I'm impressed with the work she's doing there. That's true. That's true. And and I'm amazed that uh, before she did this, she never really did all that much with audio exclusively. She did a lot of stuff with with film and with video. Uh, so consequently, she's like, man, this is easy. <laughs> oh, I bet so. Yeah, compared to that. So it's, it's but she been- just got such a great voice for it. And so the name of that podcast is Mommy Needs a Moment, and it's good stuff. You got to check it out. That's right. It will uh, it will encourage you, especially if you're a mom. And even if you're not, it'll give you something to, to chew on. But it's very short, like five minutes or less, and it comes out on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So check that out, and we'll get you back into the show. Number three is the structure. You need to know your goal, of course. You need to know how long you got. But with the structure, what's the consideration there? So this is where we normally just jump to like when we're thinking about a presentation we just start thinking about the structure but that structure is going to be influenced by our goal and our time limit yeah i see where you're going with that now so if the goal is like the destination on the map and the time frame is well defined then you can better consider what method of transportation will get you there considering whatever else the circumstances are yeah 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 and Man, that reminds me of another embarrassing story. Oh, dear. Two of them? Are you sure you want to get into both of them in the same episode, man? Yeah, maybe maybe we shouldn't. I'm just Maybe kidding. we should just skip this one. I'm just kidding, bro. You're on the hook now. You got to tell it. Oh, okay. Well, so I was on my way to a coaching gig. I was going to observe some small room presentations and offer some encouragement and guidance based on those observations. I was really excited about it. And so I allowed plenty of time to get there, which, of course, is smart when you're living in a busy area like Dallas-Fort Worth. So I'm, I'm driving there, and, and weirdly, my map app kept taking me off the freeway. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of times in the past where that app helped me avoid traffic accidents, you know, construction, stuff like that. Sure. So when it said to get off, I, I did. And then it just kept taking me through <laughs> neighborhoods. And I looked down and the estimated arrival time was like 
like 30 to 45 minutes later than I was supposed to start the gig. Oh, no. And I was planning on arriving like 30 to 45 minutes ahead. Of, it was it was bad. So I, I pulled over to text the client about the situation. And as I was doing that, I noticed then that my app was set on the wrong travel mode. You know, you can choose like between walking and <laughs> riding a bike or you know, just what he's got all those options. Uh-huh. And yeah. yours, yours was set on what? Bicycling. Dude. <laughs> oh, God. No one is trying to keep me off the freeway. <laughs> You're going to get hit by a car, and then you'll never make it. <laughs> and plus, you probably don't have a toll tag on that bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So moving on, moving on. I'm the enjoying this way too much. I, I thought goal, we'd just stay yeah, here for a while. got to quit meandering here. <laughs> Okay, oh. fair. Fair. We got to practice what we preach. Okay, we'll move yeah, on from right, the fun right. stuff. <laughs> so, so the point is that the goal and the time frame can help you choose the best mode of communication. Do you have time to walk them to the goal? Or, or do you really just need to drive them there? <laughs> this is true. So we have to make sure that it's practical in this guidance and what we're doing. So what are some structural options that presenters have? Okay, right, right. Good idea. So one option is called the bluff. And this is a great option to use when time is short or you're afraid that your time might be cut short. Okay, so clue us in. I'm assuming that bluff like stands for something. Right, right. It stands for bottom line up front. Okay. Bottom line up front. So the easiest way to apply the bluff is to share the elements of your goal right up front. You remember what those elements are? Uh, no. <laughs> what a think harder think harder <laughs> okay so let me see okay so those elements uh there are the answers to the questions of what do i want why yep. does it matter and yep, yep. what steps are required to get there right yeah perfect perfect so the answers to those questions can form an effective bluff okay give us an example of this okay let's see um uh, let's say that that you own a company that provides DJ services for events. Okay. And and during a meeting, one of your employees makes a presentation. Now, things are busy, so you only allow her like seven minutes to talk. And she wants something. She wants the company to invest in a new type of lighting rig that'll be easier to set up and offer more options, which is good because the clients are wanting more options. So this is going to allow the company to continue to live up to its its mission of offering great dance floor experiences. Now, this equipment can be purchased for, I don't know, whatever amount, and that amount will be recovered in approximately 10 gigs. So if, if we purchase within the next week, it'll be here in time to help us start marketing it two weeks from now, Okay, just for example. So if she uses a bluff, she would simply say all that. And she could do that in less than one minute. And then once that's out on the table, she could expound on like the specifics of the rig, the requests of the clients, the maybe the math involved when making those predictions regarding how long it'll take for it to pay for itself. She could be prepared to do all of this. You might not really need to. I can see your point because the client or her boss in this case might be just satisfied with the bluff and just cut her off and say, great idea. Let's do it. 
<laughs> right, right, right. Or the boss might be thinking, you know, we just had this big financial setback, which means, you know, we're going to have to cut it close for the rest of this quarter. But next quarter, next quarter be worth looking at again. So either way, if her bluff is well-crafted, she'll be able to get the core content out there without having to worry about running out of time. And that's, that's just one of many options, many different structures that could be used. Other options... Maybe could include the incorporation of statistics or stories or calls to action, maybe in various combinations. Uh, for example, you could tell a story, then back it up with stats and a call to action. Or you could just leave out the stats and just use a story and then a call to action. That works, too. There's a lot of options regarding the structure. Uh, so when you make the choice, just make sure that the structure supports the goal and that it works within your time frame. That's right, because if you're looking to do those first two, you're looking to you're looking to support that goal, work towards it, and stay within your time frame. That is easier when you have a framework to build your presentation around that structure, because then you know where you're going, you know where you are in it, and it helps you kind of divide up. Okay, well, I can only spend this amount of time on this part because you've already got it divided up. And and to me, that's really helpful. So when organizing the content, the three things to keep in mind, as we just said, are the goal the time, and structure. Right, right. So it's kind of like traveling with a GPS. The goal is the destination, and the time then determines your option. And both the goal and the time help you choose the best structure, which is kind of like your means of transportation. Are you going to walk there, cycle, or do you just need to drive straight there? And of course, here at Big Presentations, we love helping you reach your destination. So if you want more help, you can go to bigpresentations.com to access the blog and, of course, the book, Big Presentations in Small Rooms. Have you been able to use some of the things that we talked about on the show? Well, let us know about it. Give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what information you found the most useful and made your presentation better.